Yay and welcome. I am so glad you're here. My name is Andrea Grace Felmore and I am a practical encourager on a mission to help you get your yay back. I want you to be encouraged and have real tools for tackling whatever is in your way. I'm in your corner, I'm cheering you on, and I am truly so, so grateful that you're here. This podcast is my labor of love for you, and I hope that you find it helpful. Let's get to today's episode. Today we are ending our series on rhythms and routines, and I have heard from several of you that this has been helpful, and literally my heart nearly explodes every time I get a DM or a text or an email or a card or a letter. I am so all about you. So when you're able to implement tools and tips and you're just getting a good laugh from this show, it means I'm doing a decent job. So thank you for sharing your wins, your struggles, and your ideas. Now, while we shelter in place, we are living in what feels like this alternate reality and the lines between work days, school days, weekdays get really blurry when we get over into the weekend, or maybe your Monday feels like it's still the weekend, or you wake up on a Wednesday and think it's Sunday, and you need to get up and get to work, and you don't know where you are or what your name is anymore. I know this morning, I'm recording this on a Saturday, I woke up and I thought, oh no, I have overslept and I'm late for work. So... (laughs) We're all kind of in this weird spot, and it's hard for all of us to know what day it is at any given moment. But I know that usually my weekends, even in quarantine, shelter in place, they feel different than a work day. So what I want to do is talk about that thin line that separates all of these. So we've talked about morning and evening routines. We've talked about routines when they don't work and you get stressed out. Uh, And now I want to talk a little bit into uh, weekend workday. So during the day, I'm not going to go minute by minute, hour hour by hour. Every day is so different at my job that it's hard for me to do that. Uh, But I try my very best to get up and walk around a lot, especially while I'm working from home. Um, I know personally that before shelter in place, um, I would do great about drinking water all day at work, and then I get home on the weekends and I wouldn't drink nearly enough. So I've been very intentional to have water bottles everywhere within reach during uh, quarantine, um, trying to stay intentional and on top of that while I work all day. Um, and I track, as I go through my day, I track what I'm working on in my calendar. Sometimes I set up, there are certain specific tasks I block out time for, And so that's time blocking ahead. But then as I work through a day, if there's empty space, I like to track what I have done. So if I worked on uh, writing for one hour, then I go back and I put this is what I did that hour in my calendar. And for some of you, that might be an insane headache. And you're like, you're crazy. Don't like you don't have to do that. Um, but for me, I found that it helps keep my employers at ease. They can see in real time what I'm working on. My calendar is shared. Um, they can see where I'm available for meetings, where I'm not. And I can see where my day went. So I get a better understanding of how long each project takes. A lot of my friends use uh, time tracking applications uh, on the web for their um, specific projects. And uh, bonus tip on time blocking 
I try to lump all of the junk into one drawer, right, of time. I call it processing. Um, I batch everything like calls, emails, filing, all that junk that is not a project. It's not like a whole hour. I, I, I just call it processing. I put it all in one spot on my calendar. Um, I, and I try to close my email. I, I check it in the morning, around lunch, and maybe once or twice more in the afternoon. Um, but that means I'm not a slave to my inbox and that stupid little red icon that pops up. That drives me crazy. So, uh, also when I'm working at home and when I'm working at the office, I always, that's maybe a lie. I, I most of the time take a lunch break. Um, I'll stop for a minimum 30 minutes and sometimes I take a full hour. Sometimes I take a little longer and there's days where I read through lunch and work on professional development and things like that. But I try really hard to like unplug, take my vitamins, go for a walk. Um, and while I'm sheltering in place, I don't turn the TV on unless I'm just doing mindless data entry kind of thing um, that doesn't require focus. I just don't turn it on all day. I don't watch a lot of TV anyway, but I don't turn on anything like that that's going to distract me. I just find a good playlist um, on Spotify and I keep it bumping and work like I'm at work. Um, and like I said, going on a quick walk at lunch, sometimes I'll call a friend, just getting outside, getting out of the four walls of my living room slash office slash slash dining room slash everything I do is in one room of my house, basically. So it helps me to step away. Um, now in the evenings I wrap up between four thirty five thirty, and if I can't start something and get it done or get to a good stopping point within about an hour, I just call it a day. I'm not going to start a new project at 4 p.m. if it's going to take me three hours. I don't start something at four if it's going to not have a good stopping point. I don't want to accidentally work till eight o'clock at night. Um, it's not good for my mental health. Um, so when I'm done, I just close my computer, clean the desk off and I reset for the next day. And while I'm working from home, I try not to hang out at my desk after hours. And this is really hard because I work a full-time job and I'm starting a business and I'm doing a podcast. So I have basically three full-time things that I am trying to juggle all of the time. I spend a lot of time at my tiny little desk. Uh, so if I need to stay at my desk after work and shift into another project, if I need to write a podcast, if I need to um, do some administrative work, I make sure to close the work apps, close the computer, get up and walk around. So even if it's just five minutes, I end one work day before I go and start the next section of my evening. And I don't know about you, but I found that filling my evenings during quarantine has been really, really hard not hard to find stuff to put in my evenings, but it's easy to have a Zoom hangout every night. There was, I think it was a week or two ago, I was like, oh, I'll host this and we'll do this and I'll do this. And then I was like, I am quarantined to my home and I have something every night this week, not cool. So I canceled a bunch of stuff and Zoom is like a whole life's It'll suck you dry. So, you know, I found some nights 
where I just don't go to things on Zoom and I will find a different way to connect. Um, I have found myself scrolling through my phone some nights for more than an hour and I just don't like it. I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like that hangover of looking up for my phone and then I have a neck ache and I'm like, oh, it's 745 and I've been sitting here for over an hour. Um, And I don't do that often, but I'm working to build time blocks in my evenings for things that are restorative. So in the hustle and bustle of day-to-day life in like February, I would have meal prepped for a whole week. Now I'm finding it's good for me to get up and cook dinner every night because it eases me back into my house, my home life. Um, It gets me away. Some of you guys are like, I'm sick of cooking three meals a day for my children. My husband, we're all stuck in this house. Please stop. Um, And that's okay. Uh, But for me, doing things around the house, going for a walk, reading, working on the podcast, um, those are all very, very good for me. And it's it's trying to find that balance of healthy and fun. And that feels elusive and it's hard to do and every day is different. Um, And so I've switched from being such a major planner in the future to I have a loose idea of what's happening in life. But really, I'm going to take it moment to moment and see what feels right. Um, So to combat all of the time-sucking things that you accidentally get slipped into, uh, I have a list of things that are fun, that are relaxing, that are enjoyable, and I keep it pretty close. And I'm still learning, just like you are, to find what feels good and then do that. And, you know, before shelter in place, I was this girl going out and being involved and I would jump into networking things and business meetings and live music and drinks after work and dinner with friends. And I would go on and on and on and on. And I was not aware of how much downtime I actually needed to be healthy. Gross. I'm an introvert. Okay. And now I'm closer to the middle of the scale. I'll admit that. But as an introvert, I would still be out and about around people pushing myself to do all these things three to four nights a week, hustling. And I bought into that hype that I needed to make it all happen. I needed to show up. I needed to represent my company. I needed to represent my podcast. I needed to tell all these women about how to get their yay back everywhere I went, everywhere I was going. And I was just doing so many things. But there wasn't a lot of fruit from that, right? It was just a lot of busy. And I was so busy that I distracted myself from the parts of me that needed love and that needed discipline and that needed attention, that needed healing, that needed rest. And one of the greatest lessons that I've learned in this forced lifestyle that we're all in right now is there's not much else to distract me from the work I need to do in my own life. Okay. Um, There's a lot of heart work I've been doing, a lot of deep internal crud, just wading through stuff that is just gross that you find when there's no distraction to keep it at bay. And so I'm trying to gently and compassionately work through what is in my own heart 
through this uh, quarantine. And it's not been fun, but it has been good. Um, So that might be something that you carry out of quarantine. I know I am breaking up with busy. That is a huge thing that I am trying to commit to as life slowly integrates back out into society. It's just not worth my sanity um, to push myself to an extreme. It's not worth my sleep deprivation. I am more in love now with getting up early for a yoga practice than I am with staying up late to laugh around drinks at a bar or at a networking event with people that I may never see again. And maybe they're good friends, but I have to put myself as a priority and I'm learning how to do that. Um, So I'm trying to let that slave driving voice inside of me die off during quarantine. Um, I need a lot more quiet time, a lot more reflective time than I need. And I'm seeing how valuable it is just to be at home and be still And uh, watching reruns of Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Parks and Rec, that's good for me. Um, And while I'm single, while I have all of this time to myself, I want to soak it up and look after my inward health, my outward health, my mental health, and so on. Hey friends, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by The Treasury. It's a membership club and co-working community for driven women right here in Oklahoma City. Being a member of The Treasury is truly a transformational thing for me. It has been the most valuable resource I could have for my business and for my podcast even in quarantine. So not only do I have a space to work from, to host clients, to have meetings, but I have an unreal amount of support and encouragement. It is so hard to express in words how beneficial this community has been to me. And I just, it's like getting a hug every day when I just see their smiling faces, even in Slack or on the Zoom calls. So Come see for yourself. Schedule a Zoom call with Hannah, the owner, or tour the space, or call me. I will talk you into definitely joining and being a member because it's so fantastic. I dare you not to fall in love with this group. It is amazing. So for information or just to see what events are coming on, if you want to test drive the community, stick your toes in the water, send an email to Hannah at thetreasury.work and experience what the buzz is all about. All right, friends, this is the part I've been excited about. We're going to talk about the weekend. Wow. I'm not going to sing an annoying song. It's so tempting to start singing any number of songs right now, but also that's, I think that's illegal to sing them on my podcast. So here's the thing. My weekend rhythms change a lot and they change every week. So I work to get things done while still moving slowly and with intention and embracing freedom and having fun. So every weekend is different, but overall they follow a similar pattern. I don't set an alarm and most days I'm awake by seven anyway. Um, I follow the same routine but with more breathing room or in a different order, it's all the same pieces. They just look different on the weekends. Um, some weekends I need more rest or more fun or more housework. Uh, and so I've tried scheduling this out and it just doesn't work. Um, I might have great plans for a Saturday to like deep clean everything and just go crazy. But 
then I'll wake up on Saturday and be like, you know what I really just need is some coffee and like to just sit outside. So I follow my guts on the weekends way more than any other time. Um, and I feel like I'm a pretty gutsy person as it is, but, uh, yeah, Saturday, the weekend feels so different for me than, um, the week end and each day of the weekend. I, it just like, I can feel it. Something in the atmosphere tells me it's a Sunday. I don't know why, but it is. Um, so I'm going to talk about each day of the weekend separately so you can kind of see what I mean. So before I talk about Saturday and Sunday, we got to start on Friday. Like I said in uh, the last episode or two episodes ago, my mornings begin at night. So at night, I'm getting ready for the next morning. So my weekend starts on a Friday evening. Friday nights are a very real thing for me. It's like when you were 10 years old and you watched TGIF and you laid, me and my siblings would lay all these blankets on the ground and we'd pile them up and we'd lay in a row. And like the, the kid who won was in the middle and they got the best TV spot. And we just lay down and watch TGIF after dinner and it was awesome. But I still get that feeling on Friday nights. I feel like Friday I should be exhausted from giving my all throughout the week. And so Fridays, I almost always order in food and watch something on TV. My friends know that I don't watch TV that much. I am the most boring person when it comes to Netflix and all of the shows. They're like, hey, if you watch them, like, I don't even know what that is. There's the, the, yeah, I'm just now watching shows that were cool like 10 years ago. Um, and there was even a show recently that I watched a whole season of. And I was like, I watched it in two days. And I was like, okay, that's good. I don't need to watch any other season. Like, it's cool. That was enough. I saw what I needed to see. It was cool. And now I'm over it. Um, I just would much rather listen to a podcast or an audiobook or read or call friends or really anything else. To me, this is a side journey. And I'm sorry, but not really because it's my podcast. And I'll talk about what I want. TV for me is like a shared activity. And so like, I enjoy it with someone. It's very communal to me. So if you want to come over and watch something, I'll watch TV for like nine hours. But to do it by myself is just not relaxing to me. I find myself I can make about 20 minutes and then I'm like playing a game or trying to write or do something else while I'm watching TV and then I don't watch the TV and then I'm mad because I the whole show played and now I got to go start over. That's just me. But... Friday nights, generally speaking, I will watch a movie or a TV series or really what I watch the most is like documentaries. That's me. I'm, I love being and just soaking things up in my brain. So that's just me. Um, but Fridays are like a little tiny celebration of the end of the week. And I've found that it helps like land the plane and get my mind like into transition for the weekend. So when I have something fun to look forward to on Friday nights, it helps me get into Saturdays feeling refreshed. And honestly, when I've had a busy week at work, um, Fridays by three o'clock Fridays, generally, I find that I am done. My brain is like soup. It has nothing left to give. I have no more of myself to offer the world. I'm done. We have sucked the marrow from life and I need a break. So that helps me to just kind of veg out. Um, so my weekend really starts on a Friday. So then by Saturday, uh, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, it's the weekend. 
So I have found that in the weekend, it helps for me to have one day dedicated to chores and housework and laundry and anything that's work. Like we talked about in the first episode of this uh, series, work is work is work is work. And just because it's not the work that you earn your living at doesn't mean it's not work. Laundry to me is work. Cleaning my house is work. Uh, You know, setting up the podcast is work. So Saturdays still have an element of work in them. Uh, but I try to be as gentle as possible on the weekends. So hustle and hurry do not exist in my weekends. They are not welcome. And when I do have to hustle or I feel late or out of place, it's just, it ruins my day. So I try to set my intention to go slow and try to honor myself by just, you know, being very, very gentle in my Saturdays. Like I mentioned, Saturdays usually include the same pieces of the morning routine that I practice on a weekday, but in no particular order. So I will read, move my body, I'll meditate, drink lots of coffee. That's an important part seven days a week. I'll start up the laundry, clean when it needs cleaning, I'll run errands. Um, but however the day feels or looks, my goal is just to do the next right thing. My mornings always are the most sacred part of my day. So I will protect them at all costs. Um, today I kept my phone on do not disturb until lunch. It just, I don't need any more clutter in my brain. I got up and I was writing and I did my uh, yoga practice and it, it was just a out of the regular routine schedule, but I'd still hit all those high points and it was beautiful. Um, I like to just jumpstart my morning by investing in myself. So how that happens every weekend is very, very different. Um, and before the pandemic, one of my favorite things to do, I had a standing appointment at nine or 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings. And every week I would have coffee with a different friend with no time limit. We would just go have coffee and just talk, connect deeply and see what happened. And usually I'd get home by lunch and then I just felt so refreshed for the day, having already first invested in myself and then invested time with someone else. So usually on the weekends, Saturdays, uh, by 2 or 3 p.m., I've about finished all the work-related things that I need to do. Um, And I focus then on playing or exercising, um, cooking a meal, taking a nap, going to the store. Like, I know my body, I know my brain, and I am a morning person. So I try to save the things that don't require as much gas for the afternoon because... I'm just not all there. Uh, And during quarantine even, I'm moving much more slowly. I'm spending a lot more time outdoors on the balcony, journaling, reading, swinging in my hammock. If you own a hammock, I own one and it's wonderful. It was a fantastic investment. If you're on the fence about buying a hammock, the answer is yes, you should get one. But every time I try to read while I'm laying in my hammock, I fall asleep no matter what. It was very detrimental when I was in school. I would be like, I'm going to lay in my hammock, get really comfy and I'm going to study. And I would just pass out. It didn't matter if I had just woken up. It like, there's something magical that happens in a hammock. So now you've been warned, but you should still buy one. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time just moving slowly with whatever feels right. And because I'm a morning person, that doesn't change on the weekends. I'm still a morning person on Sunday and Saturday. Um, So I don't stay up late. Um, 
last night I was shifting into bedtime mode and it was like 8.50. <laughs> so there's not really any, uh, it, there's not anything wrong with that. And there are exceptions, but for right now, and really most of my um, adult life, this is my rhythm and it works really well for me. Um, and it's better for your body to have a routine sleep schedule. Um, and this is why I don't mind waking up so early on the weekend. Um, it's better for your body and for your mind to have its natural circadian rhythm and just lean into what is best. Um, and I think I mentioned this before, but as you work from home, depending on what you do, where you do it and how, try to find a more natural rhythm for your own body. So if you're a night owl, then maybe there's some changes you can make to your work schedule um, and your sleep schedule to do what's most natural for you. Um, it's important to honor your body while you're doing good work as much as you can. And I know I've had a few conversations with my boss about when I will and will not be available. Um, and he's been very gracious to our team. He gives us space and trust and flexibility to take good care of our inward and our outward selves while working from home. I know that that is a luxury and not everyone has it. And if you don't, there are small changes you can make to lean into your own rhythm and you are the only one that can know how to do that. I can't come into your life and tell you how to live. This is all just a loving, gentle reminder and not a, not a roadmap as much as it is like, I'm your tour guide, not really telling you where to go, just here's some good pointers, notice the things along the way. So Saturdays are usually work, something busy, something happening, but gentle and slow. And Sunday I try to take a full day of rest and fun, still doing the morning routines because I love them and because they give life to me, but with even more space than on Saturday. Um, and I like to observe a Sabbath, and I think there's a lot to be said for that. And you can implement the thought of a Sabbath regardless of what you believe. A Sabbath is just a slowing and a focusing of one day. So it's a day that removes work, it removes productivity as a focus, and it's an invitation to stillness, to connect with God and to yourself. So I try to keep a Sunday Sabbath, and there's certain things I focus on, and I just love alliteration. So here it is, faith, family, friends, fun, and food. Um, so if I'm going to be with family, it's going to be generally on a Sunday. If I'm going to call all my extended family, it's going to be on a Sunday. Uh, if I'm going to spend more intentional time with friends, I make space for that on Sunday. I like to see my friends every day of the week, but that's not happening right now. So on Sundays, even more, I am intentional about who have I not spoken with? Who can I connect with? Who does my heart long to speak with today? Um, and then I try to have fun, enjoy some food that I love and, uh, integrate faith into my day. And there's actually a really great article in the New York Times, and it's called Bring Back the Sabbath. It's by, the author's name is Judith something, I can't pronounce her last name. But one of my favorite parts of this article, here's a quote. Most people mistakenly believe that all you have to do to stop working is not work. But it's much more complicated undertaking. You can't downshift casually and easily. Wow, wicked burn, right? 
We always think that, oh, I'm going to have a Sabbath, so I'm just going to not do things tomorrow. That doesn't happen. And this is why I start my weekend on a Friday night, because it's an intentional time to relax my mind, body. And then Saturday is slow. It's still productive, but productivity isn't the goal, right? The next right thing. What is my body, my soul, my mind, my spirit, my whole being? What do I need? And it takes about a full day for me to get down and chilled out enough to really get into rest where I'm not working. And there are exceptions. Um, like even this weekend, I think tomorrow I'm still going to have to have a work day. Um, and that's okay. It's all about being flexible. And this is a breathing, living thing that you're doing is living life. So be gracious with yourself. But as often as possible, I try to observe a Sabbath. Sometimes it's only a half day. Sometimes it's a whole Sunday. Sometimes it's a whole weekend. Um, but it's important for me to slow down and unplug because I believe that I am more productive when I rest and recover. On Sundays, um, I also make time to look at my planner or my journal. And I review the last week, usually in the after Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening, um, it takes only about 15, 20 minutes, if that. But I write out the answers to questions. Uh, and here's a couple examples. Who or what are you grateful for? How are you progressing on your quarterly goals? What needs to be changed or adjusted in the week ahead? How is your heart feeling? And what made you happy this week? So for me, um, I always like to think in terms of people. So who did I interact with that really... Um, made me happy? Who am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? I always keep my goals ahead of me because if I don't look at them, then I won't know if I am achieving them, right? Um, and again, like I said, we're always in flux. So what needs a change in the coming week? How's your heart feeling? This for me is a very important question because I am very um, analytical and logical. So I I have to create space intentionally to connect with my heart and say, how are you feeling internally? What's going on? What needs to change? Why are you feeling the way that you're feeling? And now in this season of my life, um, I do go to therapy weekly. And so I'm really integrating that into my therapy and, and I journal about that regularly. And then what made you happy this week? There's a yay in every day, I believe. So Really reflecting on that will bring you joy and help with your gratitude. Um, I set up my planner and my calendar for the week ahead, and this for me is super restful. I love it. I know I'm weird, but that's okay. We're all weird. My brand is just different from yours. It's life-giving to me because it makes my Monday better. It makes my week better. So for you, that might be something that is work. And if you're forcing it and trying to observe a Sabbath, then that doesn't need to happen. Do what works for you. And it's okay to do some trial and error. It's taken a long time for me to really figure out um, what's helpful for me, what works and what doesn't, and it's changing constantly. And then finally, on Sunday nights, I really am way more thoughtful, more than any other night of the week, okay? I Sunday nights are a big deal. They're not hard. They're not long. I try to set myself up for a fantastic Monday morning. I like to say that Mondays are the morning of the week, and Mondays are days where, for me, I don't schedule any meetings unless they're internal with my company. 
They're very heavy in administration. We have team meetings and generally they're very, very productive. They fly by and I love Mondays. I freaking love Mondays. Okay. Um, this is a great rhythm that I've established. It changed my whole work life and it's been extremely helpful for me. I know I come in, I have a strong Monday and then I really get down to business Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday we wrap up the week. I love Mondays. So that Sunday night, I do everything I can think of to make Monday morning easier. And then Monday morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, your coffee's already half made and your yoga mat's already open and ready for you. You've already queued up your practice. You've already picked out what you're going to read and what you're going to wear. Anything I can think of to make that day, make that morning better. That's what I do Sunday night. So that's a big part of my Sabbath is loving myself well and uh, setting myself up for success the next day. Know thyself. At any point, for any reason, at any time, you have the freedom to make a decision. You can stop, start, change any routine. You can change your rhythms. You can create new ones. You can get rid of something not working. No one but you knows what is going to work best for you. And you don't need permission to change if something isn't working. You have the power to just say, this doesn't feel right. I'm not doing it. My rhythms and rituals, they're a result of me doing a lot of trial and error for several years. And they're always shifting and changing. And in fact, some of my rhythms and routines have changed already since we recorded part two of this. So care for yourself the way you would care for your dearest loved ones. It is an investment you will not regret. Thank you so much for investing your time here with me and investing in yourself. If you want a regular dose of encouragement or need a yay in your day, follow me on Instagram at Spills. And if this podcast has helped you or if you just want to help a sister out, rate and review it wherever you listen. Please take three minutes and write some super nice words. Um, And every time you share on social or DM me your feedback, it truly, honestly, legit makes my day. I get a huge yay from knowing that this is helping you. And if you implement anything from this, let me know. I want to hear your success stories. And if I can encourage you along the way or if you have a question, this is a dialogue I want to be able to engage with you as much as possible. So just ask. Um, I believe in you and I'm here for you. So email me at andgracefills at gmail.com and we can talk. And remember, I am cheering for you.